When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. A C-team version of the Touchline Media Group because Ben's not here. And not unlike the U.S. Men's National Team, we suffer from, from talent gaps when our best are not here. I am your host, Asa, <laughs> a.k.a. The Twig. I am here with my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, a.k.a. The Stump. Um, we are also here by panelist uh, Kev, Kevy Case, Kev Witch. Kevander Holyfield. Do we have any? Oh, like Kevwich. Kevwich or Kevander Holyfield? Um, Kevander Holyfield is a good one. Yeah, I like that. Um, <clears throat> this episode is brought to you by Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever Blue Edge decides to put in. I swear to you, Bird Dogs, we will we will do it eventually. Um, probably. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we are here to talk about, uh, amongst other things, the Gold Cup. Uh the gold cup notably lacking in Westons. Um, so, so the, the, we, we have mentioned, we have talked about the gold cup a little bit. We previewed it. Um, but, uh, this was not our A team nor our B team. Um, a, a, so I didn't watch this game necessarily live and it, it appears that, and I don't listen to, uh, sound, but apparently Fox did not mention that this was our C team and like, no. in, it, yeah. And I feel like that's an important bit of context. Well, yes. I mean, it depends on, yes. Well, I guess we should also, <laughs> people who watch the USMNT regularly are very well aware of it. It's it's the, we have to cater to the normies now. Yeah, but like, if you're a normie and you're like, man, we just smoked the shit out of Canada and Mexico. I bet we'll beat the crap out of Jamaica. And then like, we come out and we're like, oh, we are much worse than Jamaica. What, 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 is Jamaica a lot better than Mexico? And you're like, no, but. Well, uh, well, maybe, uh, maybe right now. Um, yeah, I mean, like my, my big takeaway from this, from this whole thing is that like, you got to grade out a curve and like, this team is not the A team. It's not the B team. Like. Although I, I will say, um, and, and we'll talk about lineups and we'll go through it the way that we normally do in a second, but um, it's rare that you get a one-to-one moment with the guy who shouldn't be out there. And we got a one-to-one moment for the guy who shouldn't be out there uh, in the first half of this game uh, in the 14th minute, which is nice. Um, but uh, yeah, 
So uh, lineup. Um, first things first. I, I do want to say like Jamaica's attacking line. Yeah, first things first. I'm a realist. Um, Jamaica's attacking front three is is good. Is really really good, and they yes. scored one goal, and it was off a set piece. Yep. Like they're like a a lower ceiling, lower floor Canada. Um. Yeah. Ah. Not uh, with that. Not the attacker specifically. I mean, you can well, you can make that argument for you know the team in general, but that that's a very talented attacking front line. Well, no, oh, no, it is. I, I guess what I'm saying is like it's a very good attacking front line, but I don't think that it's Jonathan David. Alfonso Davies charging at you good. Like those are two yeah. top, top young players in Europe right now. But you have to include Richie Larea slash Tejan Buchanan slash whoever they put out at the third attacking spot. Yeah. Um, and whoever they put out at that third attacking spot is significantly worse than pick your one of Mikel Antonio, uh, Leon Bailey and Mari Gray. Um. But yes, I, I think, I think Jonathan David and Alfonso Davies are much more terrifying regardless of whoever else is there um than than this three but antonio and bailey and gray are good they're good um and i think outside of one dude we mostly were okay with it right like they were better than us make no mistake they deserve to win that game but like oh yeah oh yeah that goal the the equalizer was complete bullshit complete bullshit they missed other they missed some other ones but yeah that was just we'll talk (laughs) about jordan morris in a second don't worry well (laughs) Um, I, I, I also like, it's, it's very, like, it's very funny to me that the three, like two biggest misses that we had on offense and the goal that we gave up on def- defense were, um, the three. And like, I, I, I just want it to be that Harry Potter gif. It's like, why is it always you three? And it was Jordan <laughs> Morris, Christian Roldan and Aaron Long. And like, it's like, that's tough because earlier, earlier in that game, Aaron Long did have like a goal stopping, um, clearance like and and he didn't he's not he's not good he shouldn't be here yeah. but like but i mean I was gonna say, he also had a missed goal header because for some reason we were playing him with a cut on his head that even the announcers were like yeah he said he couldn't head balls it's like oh pause well i'm not really sure what else <laughs> shut up <laughs> um so let's go through it first things first uh well no I need to stop saying first things first. I it's it's how I order my thoughts. Um, but Matt Turner is too good to be here. Are we all are we all sort of on the same page about that? Yeah, uh, I, yes. I, I appreciate the quote that came out about how he wanted to play both tournaments. I mean, granted, it's not like he's getting a ton of games at club, but good for him. He didn't want to go yeah. golfing instead. And I, I think probably part of that is that. More than any other position, I feel like keeper does not need to be part of preseason. Like, it's like, stop the ball from going the goal. Okay. Get the ball to uh, your fullbacks if you can, and if not, kick it deep. There's not much tactical whatever in there. Um, If they pass it back to you, don't fuck up. Yeah, those are generally the the rules for keepers, correct? Um. And I, I I don't know. I haven't heard anything about like a move for Turner. So I, I think he's probably like happy to be the backup at Arsenal. And it's like, he'll play with his, it's like, it's like if you, if you, um if you to, to use like the AAU analogy or travel baseball analogy, it's like, you're a utility infielder for your very, very good club team. And then when you go back to your high school, like you start every game at shortstop yep. and it's like, okay, cool. Like uh, these are my boys. I want to hang out with them anyways. 
Um, but yeah, like I'll go do my job and, you know, play second I mean, base against lefties. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm the platoon, I'm the platoon fourth outfielder. Yeah, that's like great. I'll 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 go play right field at the four o'clock game because our actual right fielder is hungover. Thanks. Not specific to anybody uh, ever, but so like Turner Turner saying he wanted to play both um, tournaments is nice. Um, it does sort of stop us from seeing Gaga, but I don't know that Gaga would even get these games given some of the decisions that have been made vis-a-vis starters which brings us to the fullbacks actually before we get to the fullbacks Matt Turner stopping that penalty was like I I, I don't know how I, I have gotten to this point but like the fact that I view penalties with Matt Turner and goal as a coin flip is weird like I shouldn't feel that way I mean that's just yeah and that's a that's they, a testament they put to his stand skin. up they, they split I think he's like saved 43 percent of penalties that he's faced which is like obnoxious Insane. It's, I mean, it, well, that was before it, he saved this one because he right. was 10 for, I, I think he was 10 for 23 before this, which means he's 11 for 24. He's like, he's made this, he's made a, what, what is it? Like 0.81 XG. He's made a that, 0.81 XG event into a coin flip. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's just his, the reduction of XG alone. He's a, it's a statistical outlier. Like so differently, but like he keeps if, doing it. Well, right. So he's like basically outperforming his XG save by like twofold. He's supposed to save whatever fifteen percent of them, twenty percent of them. And he's saving more than double that. Imagine if Ferreira's conversion rate was double what it was supposed to be on XG. <laughs> he he would be competing with Holland right now in, in Europe for a golden boot. Yeah, and and like that's what he's worth, and and I I don't feel the need to really rehash this um, because it's a two-year-old debate that's been very well settled. But for all of those people who are like, Stefan should play because he can play with his feet out of the back, you're wrong. There is no goalie in the world who can play out of the back well enough to justify not having Matt Turner, including Aaron Ramsdale, just for the record. And he's also fine out the back. Like, I don't know. Some, he's, he's, I've seen him drop a dime or two He's before. okay. Like, yeah. He's not yeah. objectively bad. Not bad. When you are turning penalty kicks into a coin flip, not objectively bad is like so far above what you need that we're willing to the conversation's over. Right. It's it's like it's like he he is Iowa football. His defense is so good that you need everything else to just be bad, not abject horrific. Just bad. Like if Iowa football's offense was just normal 80th in the country bad, they would be a national title contender. Like 26 points a game? Give or take. Weird you came up with that number, but uh, if they were to eclipse 26 points a game, um, yeah, they would probably be a national title contender. And that is Matt Turner personified. Um, so that that gives that, that brings us to the, uh, the fullbacks. Um, also, I, I do want to say on the Damian Lowe goal, Turner had no shot. That like there was no shot there. It, I, I don't blame him for that at all. That's that'll get. We'll have that discussion when we get to these center backs. I mean, he um, also got he also got very lucky. Uh, not to say that he got lucky with the stop of the of the penalty. Oh, the second, that was the, yeah, yeah, the, the, the rebound. One, yeah. Like that was very. That I was very lucky that that went far left. Can we, can we talk about how messed up it is that like like I don't love hockey, but hockey's way of dealing with missed penalty shots is way better. Like there should be no rebound opportunity. 
Yeah, that's kind of that's um, kind of messed up. It's like it like regardless of what happens, if if the ball is saved, um, then then it's a goal kick. Like you lose. You you do do not get another shot at that. Um, but I, I actually would love to know what Leon Bailey's XG in that in that game was. Um, do we have that? Do we have individual XG? Uh, no. Certainly look for it. Well, he missed. I mean, it, it says like he missed two big chances on Fatma. But so the fullbacks in this game uh, across or the the right back was DeAndre Yedlin, left back was John Tolkien. Um, I uh, this is tough for me because although actually Matt Turner's dad is Jewish, so he can be my my token Jew on the team. But DeAndre Yedlin is not good and should not play. Is, no, is but he's fast take? as shit. He is fast as shit. Um, but like, I feel like all of the things that he does, right. We have people who do it better and younger. Um, and, and we'll, we'll talk about this when we get to Jordan Morris and Jordan Morris, but young and not injured Cade Cowell. But like, if, if all things are equal, how about the 21 year old, not the 30 year old? Yeah. Like, like we that... know what we have. We know what we have in Yedlin. We don't and know it's... what we have in fill in the Reynolds. blank, but like, yeah, yeah. Reynolds. Uh, um, and I like I I don't think that that Yedlin made any horrific mistakes. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, he did make one, but he made up for it because he ran down the. It was the one where like, he, oh yeah yeah he yeah, pushed yeah. all the he pushed all. I don't remember what the exact situation was, but he pushed all the way up, and Jamaica looked like they were about to have a fast break on goal, and Yedlin just ran him down and and managed to disrupt it. I think he got called for a penalty, but like that's fine. He stopped. He stopped it. Yeah, tactical foul. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's something to that, and he works hard, and and he does seem to be well liked, which is worth something, I guess. Um, I thought Tolkien was mediocre. I mean, I which is fine, I guess, for a what is he? He's twenty. Like it, it's very weird to have a guy named Tolkien playing with like a bleached blonde, mul- like feathered mullet. It was. That's he just, does have great hair. He does. He has hair. phenomenal hair. Um, should we, should we be calling, what's our nickname for him? His, his name's John Tolkien. I, I, I mean, it's gotta be like, it's gotta be something, right? Like that's really close to J.R. Tolkien. <laughs> I, I really want his middle name to be a T just so we can call him JTT. Uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, we, we love you and we don't know what you're up to these days, but hopefully it's something good. Um, John John Tolkien's middle name is uh oh. Michael. Aaron Martin. John, God, John Michael. John, how do you name your kid Jay Tolkien and not name him his middle name Robert? Yeah, like something. what are we doing? <laughs> like I, I have a, a like like a, a last name that does not lend itself to fun stuff, but if your last name is Tolkien, use it. You know, J R. Oh yeah, Robert Robert Richard, John, John Robert, Robert Richard Tolkien. Yeah, um, I guess probably if it was your life, you you can't you can't make puns, but you know, commitment I, to the. Text. I still no, yeah, no, you just have to commit to it. <laughs> um, I thought he was fine. Um, I I didn't think that he did anything. Like he had a couple of runs that I thought were nice. Um, but also he had a couple of defensive moments that were. He's. I mean, like, I think that this is not a hot take. He is not a Premier League level left back so he got rinsed by Aston Villa's right wing and West Ham's center forward um and Everton's left wing like I I didn't think that he played particularly well but 
compared to whoever else we have at backup left back, which is, I don't know, um, Joe Scally playing inverted, I guess. Um, I thought he was fine. You know, yeah, maybe there was probably more asks of him than I'm giving him credit for. Like, he he faced the most difficult attack uh, that the U.S. has faced in the last three games by – again, I still think the camp is better, but – he, he did a fine job with a difficult pass for being who he is. Yeah. I think that's really what I'm saying. Who he is. Yeah. And like, I would love, to, I'd, I'd love to see him the rest of the way. Like I don't, I don't need to see Dewan Jones. I'd like to, cause he's a Spartan and I support Spartans, but like he, I, I don't know that Dewan Jones is really going to like give us much more than Tolkien is and Tolkien's seven years younger. So whatever. Um, let's talk about center backs. Matt Miazga uh, was Okay. I, I want to start with on the high note. Um, and uh, I, I I mean, I think the problem with Miazga is that when Neil wasn't in, so in the first half, Miazga was asked to do all of the distribution because James Sands and Aiden Morris, who we'll talk about in a second, um, cannot progress the ball. Nope. And so Matt Miazga was put into like distributing center back role, which is real tough for a dude who's not that guy. Uh, dude, we are we are so deep down our center back depth chart with these <laughs> folks. Um, like, there's a there, you, there's a there's like four center backs that don't that aren't in our first four rotation that I'd rather have over these guys. I mean, you you it's not hard. Austin Trusty, Eric Palmer Brown, Mark McKenzie. Um, I, I, that's three without thinking. Right. Um, Jalen Neal before this game. Jalen Neal. Um, and, and screw it. See, I'd rather have Brandon Craig. Brandon Craig. And then like to the top, like healthy Tim Rain, CCV, yep. Miles Robinson. Zim, yeah. J- John Brooks, wherever you are. Like there's a lot of folks who you'd rather have than Miazga and Long. Um, and, and like, look, I don't think Miazga is terrible. I, I think that Miazga is fine for this level. And like, if we bring Matt Miazga to every Gold Cup and Uzbekistan friendly that we have between now and the 2026 World Cup, fine. Like, I don't care. He He's the Eduardo Rodriguez of center backs. Just eight minutes. Don't get it. Yeah, back. I mean, he he's very good. At, he's very good at playing in the games where you need literally a body to do it, and you don't want to hurt one of your valuable bodies. Right. Like, and, and the thing is, is, like, he didn't get humiliated. He got, it was bad. He didn't look good. But he didn't get humiliated, which brings us to his uh, first half partner. Um, and I am intentionally doing this right now because um, at, in six minutes, we need to go to an ad break. And that will cap the amount of time we can talk about Aaron Long. Um, right. He, uh, I, you haven't heard this, this rant from me in a while because it used to be called the Jackson Ewell rant. It's not Aaron Long's fault that he sucks. It's not Aaron Long's fault that he's here. I mean, it is kind of his fault that he sucks. It is no, not his fault that he's here. He's He got hurt, but sure. Okay, it's his fault that he sucks. Fine. Don't insult people because they suck. They can't help it. If they could be better, they would be. I promise you, this is their job in life. Um, it is not Aaron Long's fault that he started this game. You should not be mad at Aaron Long because Aaron Long started this game. It, and it brings up that like Paul Ariola thing where people were like, happy that Paul Ariola got hurt. It's not Paul Ariola's fault that that Greg didn't want to start Wea, right? Yeah, that's kind like, of fucked up. Like, it's not 
Aaron Long's fault that BJ Callahan, or if Univision uh, through uh, 29 is to believe, uh, GGG, um, I don't know if you guys saw that conspiracy theory that Greg Berhalter changed the starting lineup uh, like last minute. Um, but whatever. I, I did not, but that would, yeah. yep. Um, so that that's what 29 says. Um, a, a representative of uh, Univision said explicitly, no, that's not what we said. So there's like a fight about this. Um, but, uh, if you want to put on your tinfoil hat, Greg made the decision to start certain people. Um, I don't know if Long was one of them, but, um, the fact is, is that Aaron Long, it's not Aaron Long's fault that he sucks. Like he, he's, he shouldn't have been there. Like if, if you really get to the point where you don't have enough bodies to do this, fine, fine. You need to bring children. Because at least they 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 can do stuff. I would rather Justin Che out there, because at least Justin Che is still fast, and Aaron Long isn't fast anymore. He's not fast. He's strong. He's smart, but he's not capable of doing this. Anymore. And it to me, it's cruel. You shouldn't put him out there. It's like um, Miguel Cabrera, right? Like you, it, it makes me sad to watch him play first base when he plays the H. It's fine, no, no issues. It's it's fun for everybody. The the Tigers are terrible. It's fine. But like when he plays first base, you're like, this isn't nice. Like you shouldn't do this <laughs> to this person. <laughs> because like you're asking them to screw up. You're putting them in a position to fail. And and starting Aaron Long is putting him in a position to fail. And puts him in a position to get pulled at halftime as a center. Which, for those of you who are who are not all that aware, is a bad thing. If, if if your center backs get pulled at any point in the game, it's bad. If they get pulled at halftime, it means that they had a catastrophic mistake, which he did. There were certain people saying like, oh, no, he did screw up. It was an offside trap that Miazga. Bullshit. If you lose your guy on a set piece and that guy scores a goal, it's your fault. It's your fault. And like, look. Yeah, but, play- and like, and we, how we also mentioned, though, like he was playing with a cut on his forehead that they acknowledged made him unable to play headers. You're a center back. That seems like, like a problem. <laughs> yeah. Like you're going to need to head some balls. Again, pause. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, and, and I think Jalen Neal looked phenomenal. Like the, the, the Wally Pip aspect of this from like who is our sixth center back or fifth center back or wherever on the depth chart Aaron Long used to be. Um, Jalen Neal is that dude. And I'm, I'm like vaguely upset that he wasn't at the U20 World Cup because clearly he's good enough. Um, but like, you also see why Galaxy didn't want to lose. Like, kid can play. And I think that, that he, he's ready now, right? Like, do I think he's better than Tim Ream? No. Do I think that he's better than CCV? Probably not. But do I think that he can absolutely be in that fourth center back conversation? Yeah. Like, I'm good with that. I'm good with Jalen Neal being part of this. Um, I just, I, I feel bad for Aaron Long at this point. Like, that's where I'm going to go. Like, a lot of people are very angry at him. I'm not angry. I'm sad for him. It sucks. Like, that, that this is how it goes out. Uh, sure. I mean, he is also still a, a professional national, athlete. Yeah, right. A professional athlete, a national team member, all of this, all of this stuff. But yes, uh, I think it is unfair that he keeps getting put in these positions where everybody knows he's going to fuck up. And then he fucks up. up. We get mad at him and it's like, well, okay, well, we, you know, we kind of just saw that coming. 
And and like, of course it was him. Of course it was him. But um, Jalen Neal, very impressive with the ball at his feet. Very impressive playing, def- going backwards. And again, he wasn't playing against St. Kitts and Nevis, which he's going to play against next. Like, this was a good front line. And he yes. held his own. He absolutely yes. held his own. Um, and I, th- I think that like, there's, there's something to that. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know if you can call Jamaica a class of the CONCACAF yet, but their front, their attacking front line is easily what top three, top four at the worst. It's top three, especially this one in this tournament. It's top three. Um, well, in this tournament, they're probably, they're probably the best attacking line. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In the, yeah. Um, in, in this tournament, they're, they're absolutely the best the best attacking line in, in general, I think that I, I would put them below us and Canada um, and, and above Mexico. I, I think Mexico, as long as Mexico, that's where I was. Yeah. As yeah long I, as they, I wasn't really sure where that one, where that, as long was. as, as, as Jimenez is not Raul Jimenez still. And like, look like concussions and concussions as bad as the one he had, like they don't just go away. Like some people end their careers on concussions and um until they find out that they have a striker who can play and until they find a third winger or a second winger beyond Lozano, like I'm not impressed by Mexico's attacking line. So yeah, I think Jamaica's first choice attacking line is third best in CONCACAF and Jalen Neal was there. Um, and, and that, that says something to me, he shouldn't come off the field the rest of the way um, in this tournament. Uh, and if miles can come back, it should be miles and Neal the rest of the, just no issue there. Um, where else you shouldn't have any issues is uh, frequenting and or purchasing the products and or services and or establishments of the uh, people that you are hearing right now. So as good as Jamaica's attacking front three is, and I want to give them credit, like they, they are good. The rest of their team is bad. And we didn't make it look bad. No. Um, I, I, I think that James Sands and Aiden Morris, one of like, they need to be, I, I, I was happy to, to, to roll it out to see if one of them could be a guy who um, could make it work going forward, but neither of them did. Um, Sands is still, you know, he tries stuff, but it doesn't come off. And Morris looked scared. I mean, is it, it, what, what do you think? Like, did, did, did you see anything out of Aiden Morris that makes you want to see anything from him again? No. Then. Uh, but uh, well yeah okay but again like it's kind of i don't know if it's fair to make that criticism just because he i mean this was again the c league team so like i, I don't know if he might have i don't know if he could find be able to carve a rollout for himself if he's playing with people that actually know what they're doing but it's very clear that we can't if we're going to play all of our c leaguers together they're going to look like c leaguers Right. Like that whole thing where it's like, if you, if you play a, a, a C level guy with the rest of the A team, maybe they look better. Maybe they look, they look the same, but you, it's hard. I, I wouldn't say, yeah, I wouldn't say that he's going to like, I wouldn't say that that would make it instantly uh, catapult him to like starter in my mind, but he might be able to carve a rollout for himself where it's like, okay, I can see what the thought process is with keeping this guy in this position. But like, if we're again, yeah. But if it's all the Sealy guys, like, it is very clearly like there's we have no business here. I mean, and and my thing is, is that like, in this type of tournament against the best team you're going to pl- place, why wouldn't you play Busia? Like in one of those two spots, uh, that's a question I have. And and look, I haven't seen Busia in a really long time. But the last I saw him, he was better than either 
Sands or Morris was in this game. So maybe he's yeah, dropped well, off a ton, but like I I cannot imagine. I cannot imagine him dropping off that far. Yeah. So I, I, I'll be interested to see if Busia starts uh, the next game, which is on Wednesday, uh, the 28th. Yeah. Um, but I was not impressed with the double pivot here. And obviously Morris gave up the penalty that, that led to, or gave up the foul that led to the penalty. Right. You know, what's going to be difficult is these next two games, like whatever lineup changes happen, you can't point to this and be like, oh, see, like I knew it. Player X is better than player Y because they both might be total dog water but they're playing against, you know, like St. Kitts and Nevis. And Trinidad and Tobago, who who beat St. Kitts and Nevis by three. Like, these are, these are not serious teams that we're going up against now, but I think that we need to figure something out um, because this that double pivot didn't work. Ne- neither of them progressed the ball anywhere, and I didn't think that they were strong enough defensively to, like, be impressive – against a, a pretty mediocre midfield that, that Jamaica put out there, right? Bobby Reed is a, is a Fulham, is a Fulham center mid, but um, the other one was, was uh, what's his name? Oh God. Uh, Lambert who plays in USL and Latibo Dier who plays at Swansea. Like it was not a impressive midfield. Um, no. And so I... like you had, you had a, a, a rotational Premier League, a rotational um, championship, and a USL, a second division American. Like, none of that is good. So for for Morris and Sands to get really, like, effectively taken out by that group is, it says something to me. Um, that brings us to Sonora, Sonora um, who, who played as the nominal 10. At certain points, he was playing like as a winger. It like they they moved him around a little bit. He he had the best chance of the first half. That um, that ball that that skipped across the the like eighteen, and he kicked it right at Andre Blake, who is good. Jamaica's goalie is good. He's he's like the second best keeper in uh, MLS year in year out. And when turn when Turner was here, and now he's probably undisputed. Um, but Sonora had no, like, it's, it, there's there, there's that Rebs goalie who's supposed to go oh, for like yeah. that's but but no point stands he's a, he's consistently a very he's an elite MLS level goalie yeah and has been for a very long time um and so with with Sonora he had that and then in the beginning of the second half he had a ball gifted to him open that and it skipped over his foot like he was playing like. I don't know, youth soccer league, right? Was like, that the one? Was that the one? No, it, that took a weird bounce in the last second. And was that, or was that Sands that where it bounced to his foot at the top of the box and he like biffed it and, and it went off him? But it's like on the replay, you could see it took a weird hop at the last second. Oh, uh, maybe I missed I the thought, replay. I thought it was Sonora that did that. Maybe yeah, I, was, I think it was, it was Sonora. Sonora. Yeah. So the ball came across on the, on the top and it looked like he was, and he, so they were talking about how, uh, the problem was that he he like took a weird step to try and get it off his right foot instead of his left foot, where they thought it was a more natural kick to just go off his left. But then when they did the slow down replay, you could tell that the ball had like a weird spin on it, and the the bounce right before he kicked it, it bounced and then like went kind of to the like to the ball's left, which was like more directly at Sonora. So it wasn't as clean of a it wasn't as clean of a shot as it originally appeared to be. 
Gotcha. Um, Not to say that, because there, I mean, there is buried in that, in what I just said, there is the criticism that he took a weird, like he wasn't comfortable taking the, taking the shot with his left foot. So he took some, uh, like a weird, like double step to get it to his right foot. But it, it wasn't as bad as it appeared on the, on the, like in real time. Um, so this is, this is nothing to do with, uh, this game or anything soccer related, but I just, so I, uh, are you guys familiar with the, uh, the app next door? Yes. Okay. So yeah. I, I am, I'm on next door because I think it's funny. I've never posted. I've never liked, nobody has ever said anything to me on it. Um, I just got a notification, uh, like an email, like, you know, once a day next door will send me an email, like, Hey, this is what's going on. Someone called out another person by name. <laughs> And like yes. put like a package that has their name on it. The subject is this person's name. And it's throw your shit out in the dumpster, not on the street. <laughs> <laughs> so uh stay, stay, stay tuned. Uh if this blows up, I will let you know on Wednesday. Um, but yeah, so Sonora came out for Mihailovic, who everybody sort of wanted, I think, to start. And I thought he was better. <laughs> I thought he was better than Sonora. What did you guys think? I thought I thought he was he, he was cleaner on the ball. I thought he, he provided more um, attacking threat. I don't know how much of that was game state um, and desperation, he, he, but he, I thought he, he was seemed. Better. I agree. Like just eye test, like whether or not he's actually more productive or not, the you know debatable. But he yes, he looked cleaner on the ball. He looked more willing to go forward. More he looked physically up for it. A lot of this game, I felt like we were really late to second balls. We, we seems kind of slow and lethargic with like yeah. a, a lot of the starting lineup did. And I felt like Mihailovic actually looked like he was like physically competent um, before you even get to the soccer part. Just like, okay, as an athlete, he looks like he, 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 was, he was ready to be there. Um, so <laughs> at the wings, we had uh, Zendejas and Morris. Um, let's talk about Zendejas first. Um, I, I know that this is like an easy analogy to make given their relationship, but like homeless man's Christian Pulisic. Is that, is that about right? I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm not paying close enough attention. I feel like he wants to, and is also most effective when he tucks away inside. Whereas I feel like Pulisic is a bit more of like a push the ball past you. Like when I saw okay. the lineup, I, when I first saw the lineup and I didn't, my first thing I saw was in the day house and I seemed like that. I thought that he was going to be playing as a 10. I keep thinking of him as a 10. Do, I think does he America, sees himself as a 10. Where does he play in America? Does he play underneath or does he play wide? Um, Thought Mob has him playing uh, right wing, left wing, right mid, left mid, and defensive mid. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, the last The last time he played for America, he played as like an eight. So I think of him more in that central role. I just, I haven't seen him like beat someone and like progress the ball. He seems like he's like an extremely technically gifted player. And I think that he can combine really well and he's really good in tight spaces. But when there is room for him to run, it doesn't seem like that's really what suits him best. Yeah. So like, I, I think just like that, like inverted winger-ish role who wants to play as a nominal 10. Um, that's fine. It's just, we've, we have, I don't know how many years of evidence we need, uh, to show that that doesn't work with Jesus Ferreira. 
because Jesus Ferreira is a 10. Um, and we'll talk about him in a second. I thought he was our best player, not named Matt Turner in this game. Um, but Zendayas, I, I, again, like, I, I, it's like repeating myself, but like, if that's our fourth best winger, like, that's not great. Um, and, and I think he is our fourth choice ringer right now. Um, which is, which is, you know, whatever. Um, he came off at the 66th for Christian Roldan. Christian Roldan missed two very good chances and then got pushed to right back um, when, when we needed a goal. And then as a right back, I actually thought he was fine, which is like weird to yeah. say, but like, I thought he was fine at right back. He was bad at right wing. I thought he was okay at right back. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, There's not much more to say. Yeah. So like I'll, I'll I will drag Jordan Morris on this pod big time. I thought that Roldan was actually an okay sub, and I thought that he was actually pretty lively. Um, he, he, I I think like if he doesn't miss those chances, like I I think that I'm much happier with it. But like wasting essentially open goals and then getting kicked in the head, um, like it, it was almost like like Benny Hill. <laughs> no. Yes. Um. So like. I don't know, like, but I thought as a right, like as a right back, I thought that he, he got the ball in the middle, which is sort of your job there. And he didn't get humiliated on the counter, which is huge because it would have been very easy to give up a second goal. Um, when we brought Vasquez in, in the 82nd minute. Yep. Um, Jordan Morris had an open net. He did. Jordan Morris did not score. Are you talking about the, the Jesus layoff? Yeah, which was, yeah. again, we haven't talked about Jesus, but, like, Ferreira played amazing as far as I'm concerned. Like, I thought he played so well. Um, and I just wish that we could play a, a nine off ahead of him. <laughs> like, that dude was built to be the second striker. Um, and we happen to have that guy. His name's Brandon Vasquez. Like, just play Ferreira at the 10. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know that you're, this is all supposed to be like building towards something, but I have like half a mind like to just be like, and I guess I don't know how different a 4 4 2 is versus like a 4 2 3 1 with a 10, like, or a 4 4 1 1. It's all stupid. It's just numbers. It's the same. It's all the same. It's all the, it's all the same, but like, it's the same formation, just you know, what you want to call people. At, at least for these next few games. And I don't know. I feel like, since the Switzerland game before Nations League last time, we have not been a team that's like leaked goals at the back. Like, I don't know, play a luxury guy in the midfield and see what happens. And if we give up two in the first half to whoever the hell we're playing, well then like, I don't know, slap on the wrist. Like this is all silly time anyways. But yeah. play play Ferreira as a ton or as a second striker, however you want to play say- a, four, a four, two, four, Do, call it that and just go for it. Like, just like, go nuts. Why not? Um, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, Morris, I thought, looked bad. I really want to say that there is no argument in my mind to play Jordan Morris ahead of Kate Cowell. Kate Cowell, I thought, looked awesome. Um, yeah, I he had a couple of bad first touches. but That's who Kate Cowell is. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm, I, I will live with Kate Cowell bad touches because you could see it against, like, a, a CONCACAF level defensive line senior defensive line i mean they're not good but they're jamaica like they're fine kate cowell was able to run past them over and over again yes in jamaica i mean classically is i don't know pound for pound the fastest like nation in the world like 
I think the Olympics very clearly bear that out. Like Jamaica. I'm sorry. Have you not seen any runners from Kenya? Can you see that? that, That's distance. (laughs) That's a scrub. Kenya. I see what you're saying. (laughs) I see what you did. No, I said earlier in the pod that a lot of the game, I felt like athletically the U S was like second best everywhere. And as soon as Kate Collins came, I was like, oh, I think he might be the best athlete on the field now. Um, yes. I wonder if the next is, time he's not the best athlete on the field. Uh, like, I, I don't know. Like, th- think about how many people on, on in world soccer who you would, like, take in an athletic competition in, in sort of whatever that means against Kate Cowell. And, like, there's, like, a, a few off the top of your head, but those guys happen to be, like, the best in the world. Yeah, like it, and Adama Traore, but as like a, a classic, like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, if, if you were to do like classic like American athlete measurables, which I guess is probably what I'm also considering for Jamaica, yeah. um, yeah, Kate like, Cowell, like how Kate many dudes Cowell, here can 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 run a four three and hit hit the bench two twenty five like fifteen times, and it's like right. him and Erling Holland and Adama Traore, yeah, um, yeah. He's the athlete that everyone thought Jordan Morris was before his injuries. I think I said that in like the text last yeah. night, maybe not. Hayde Cowell is just Jordan Morris without being injured and 10 years younger or whatever. I, like, that's the other thing. He's also still very much on like the front end of his like development curve. He's literally a teenager. I, like, I, I can't make sense. I, part of the reason that I was, became a Sounders fan from the jump was like, I was a huge Jordan Morris guy. And, like, I still think he's, like, a nice dude, and I'd love to hang out with him and, like, whatever. He seems like a nice guy. But I think that his his time with the men's national team is probably behind him. Yeah, I mean, like, here's here's the way that, that I'll put it with, with Cade Cowell, is that, like, Cade Cowell is built like a traditional American athlete. Jordan Morris is built like a not, right? Like, he's not anymore. He's, he's, he, he doesn't have it anymore. And Kate Cowell is 6'1", 175. That's, that's, that's just a wide receiver. <laughs> like, you're not even that, like, oh, he's sort of a small. No, he's just properly sized. He's bigger than Devontae Smith. <clears throat> like, he has 40 pounds on Alejandro Zendejas. I, I think you just have to play. You start him. I yeah. think you keep Zendejas on because I'm just not sold on options behind and well, then you play Yeah, which which it's a made up again. Name. Well, like my, so, my thing here is is that like if you if you played if if you want to play with you know as many of our best players as possible, it's like Zendejas and Cowell, and you play Ferreira at the ten, and you play Vasquez up top, and Vasquez's backup is Morris because Morris we know can play striker and can play it effectively. I- Yep. Um, like miss aside, that was like whatever. But like we know Morris can can bang in goals as a as a center forward. We've seen it for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and like one of the reasons you play him as a winger is because like we actually don't have that many people in our setup who can like be fast on the outside. Cade Cowell can be fast on the outside. It's literally the only thing he can do, but it's what he does really well. And like you make people make people have to drop their right back. Like your right back can no longer be part of the attack because Kate Cowell's on the field. That's worth something. Sure. Um, as for as for sort of, and then Brandon Vasquez um, had the goal. 
that goal, but, but but that goal was because of Jesus Ferreira, like Jesus Ferreira getting clean in within the 18 and putting a ball like in a dangerous area. It was a yeah. lucky goal, but like yes. you sort of like there's also an element of like you make your own luck by just constantly putting the ball in dangerous areas. And Ferreira has that ability. Even um, if the ball in wasn't great, he he had the patience to like reposition. Like I think he 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 like gave like a, a fake. He rolled it back to the left. Like there was a little bit of like intention and calmness on the ball that a lot of the, the guys on this lineup just like spaz out and like as soon as they see the ball at their foot and they're like i'm in a place where i cross the ball they just like blast it into the six like and hoping something would happen yeah um, I, I don't know how many times we need to over hit across so that it goes nowhere like under hit it if you're gonna if you're if you're gonna miss miss short we're giving out gold stars for like with a really really low bar expectations with this lineup to yeah. be fair um low crossbar but, yeah but we knew that going into it yeah um, so, so, and then the last thing to talk about is, is Callahan. I think, I, I don't know. Like, I think that like, it's really easy to look good when you have Gio Reyna. Like it, yeah. it's really, it's like, it's really easy to look like an attacking genius when you have Gio Reyna. It's really good. Like, and, and this, this applies across all sports, right? Like it's really easy to create an effective offense when you have Adrian Peterson LeBron James. or LeBron James, right? Like, it's re- really easy to look like an offensive genius if you can you can absolutely give the ball to your running back and he will get you five yards. Yeah, at U.S. Twi- soccer Twitter, I mean, is is turning into an increasingly like conspiracy theory, like tinfoil hat kind of place, and it's like kind of fun. It's kind of scary, <laughs> but it's kind of fun. So, a there was the whole fake rumor that how, went around about how, how Berhalter like revised yeah. the lineup that was not real. Like, there was literally a guy who was on like the uh, Univision like broadcast, like arguing on Twitter, like. I was literally on the broadcast. Like, we didn't say that. Um, but the other thing was that, oh, Berhalter's back. How interesting. Now we're just, like, whipping in blind crosses over and over again. It's like, well, yeah, fair. But also, like, look at the personnel. Like, do you, you think that Jordan Morris doesn't want to just, like, take, like, a gorgeous first touch into space and just, like, dice people apart? Like, of course he does. But, like, there's, there's limitations now. So you're playing, like, a different team. And I guess against St. Kitts and Nevis, watch like Mihailovic start maybe at like the 10 and watch him just like slice some people to death. Uh, it, it, I don't know. Personnel is a ton. I don't think that the tactics are that different. And it's also just weird to think that like now all of a sudden Burhalter, because it's like the gold cup and it's his guys is like shadow managing. Um, uh, just, just in case you guys are wondering, BJ Callahan has always been listening to Greg Berhalter. If you think that he hasn't t- right. talked to his mentor about how to deal with his first head coaching job, you don't understand how coaches work. Yeah. Yes. Like I, I been... did that as a freshman coach. Like I called my coaching mentor, like, Hey, like what advice do you have for me? What should, what, like, given this team, what would you do? And like, he's going to be back on Berhalter's staff. It's not like this guy, like cut him off and like, this is my team now. Like I'm going to do it my way. Like, whether we want to admit it or not, it was probably like always understood that this like story arc was very likely. I really think that the, the only like hiccup was that Hudson got, you know, someone threw the bag at him and you know, he was coaching in the Middle East. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, I think like with, with Callahan, all, all told this, like if, if you're looking at this from a, 
from a what do we what do we need to do to win in the gold cup we needed to get a draw in this game because we're gonna win our other two games and so is jamaica um like we just needed to not lose this game and we didn't so like we 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 met met the minimum bar to being successful in this tournament um if you're looking at this from a like we should be dominant at all times well even even we we have evidence of this it turns out that when you get down to your third or fourth running back and you're Ohio State, your your running backs look like shit because nobody is that deep. Like there is not a country in the world that can roll out their D team, C team, D team, and look good. Um, maybe yes. maybe France. Brazil, maybe France. France. Yeah, <laughs> but like short of that, like we we were objectively not of the more talented group. Like if you go like player for player and like pedigree and where they play as a pro, like Jamaica. Maybe the bottom end of their 11 was a, l- a bit lower than ours, but like the top end was much higher. Uh, so to think that we were just going to like roll them because we have like USA on our jerseys, it's not like a real thing. Now, yeah. Three, ri- so, some betting service, I think Hurt Gomez tweeted this out. Uh, as recently as like two or three days ago, there were some betting services that were giving, playing like 22 to one on Jamaica to win the gold cup. And yeah. like USA, it was like nearly is like was a little bit worse than like even money. Same thing with like Mexico. It's like, are people just not looking at the rosters that are announced? Like, I, I don't know how you can't look at the players Jamaica has and say that they are twenty-two times less likely to win the freaking tournament than than USA or Mexico. Yes, some some people on this podcast might have even taken Jamaica to win the Gold Cup based on that information. I, that's I think I think that that was a good that's a that's a value bet. Will it hit? Who knows? But I think that there's a lot of value there. Yeah, yeah definitely value. As long as you're not listening to people who are paid by the betting sites uh, in the lead up to a betting event, uh, you're in good shape. Shams Charnia, you're yeah, you're, dude. You've got some he's, gonna have some, he's gonna have some problems. You can't do what you did. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about. Listen to a basketball podcast. That's not us. I don't know. Courtside Fraka. I'm sure they talked about it. I mean, I listened to every one of their episodes. They definitely talked about it in episode <laughs> inter- uh, one here. Um, so I, I think like just like takeaways here is like, okay, we've got more soccer on Wednesday. Um, it'll be it'll be fine, probably. Or not. I don't know. Um, but I think that anybody who was like looking to anoint BJ Callahan as an offensive genius when he said that he was a defensive guy, um, this is what happens. If you, if you appoint your, your defensive coordinator to be an interim coach and he happens to have the best offensive talent, yeah, he might look like a genius. Um, yeah, I was going to say, this is coming back to, it's just that Ballo and the rest of those guys were better offensive talent than anything Ballo, we've like, seen. In the- right. We had, like, BJ Callahan was the first person to put together um, Ballistic Balligan, Wea, um, Reyna, Moose McKenney with yeah. Dest and Jedi. Like, yeah. Yeah, that looked good. I, I'm shocked. <laughs> yes. Could have been an AI I mean, coach. It, I was going to say, it, there's something to be said for being the first person to put all of those guys in the same field at the same time. But, like, still, it's, like, very obviously, like, oh, we played our best offensive players and we had our best offensive game in five years. Huh. Wonder how that how that go, how that went together. It's weird. I want to look back. I can't remember who all started for the Nations League against Mexico. Like, I know Tyler Adams was hurt. But like McKenny did, like I, I want to look back and see how we in that two thousand one, the 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 twenty twenty one, yeah, yeah. Hold on, uh, why don't you guys vamp for a second and I'll find out. Well, and the only reason I'm trying to think of this is like 
I think back to World Cup qualifying and how it seemed like it took Burhalter like a long time to get around to like the conventional Twitter wisdom of lineups. Like that last window, he like pretty much did it. And then like in the World Cup, his lineups were actually generally like pretty good. We ran into an issue where we couldn't rotate. But I'm curious if like we're obviously gonna get another cycle of Burhalter. Like, has he kind of settled in on more of like, hey, like this Nations League roster and lineup and subs were like spot on. I'm like, is this something that Burhalter is going to be replicating where he like has it clear in his head that like, these are the dudes. So I'm looking like, who are the gremlins that started against Mexico? Okay. Or Honduras. In, in 2021 against Mexico yeah. in the nation's league, we started Zach Steffen. Um, and then across the back line, we had Mackenzie Brooks Ream. Oh yeah. Uh, we did that weird thing. Yep. Yedlin McKenney Acosta Dest. Reina Sergeant Pulisic. Um, we had Tyler Adams come in uh, late. We had Jordan P. Fox, Sebastian Legette, Reggie Cannon, and Tim Weah uh, all come in. Jedi didn't get off the bench. Brendan Aronson didn't get off the bench. Eunice Musa didn't get off the bench. And uh, perhaps notably, David Ochoa did not get off the bench. Um, <laughs> but um, in any event... Uh, Still we, funny. Um, in any event, like I, I think that... like. Look, I think Bert Halter, when push came to shove, tried to put out good lineups. I, I don't think that he's going to ignore the vaccine midfield and how it effectively humiliated people. Um, so, uh, but, but we'll see. And right now, this is BJ Callahan's, BJ Callahan's team. So um, if you would like to find uh, Kevin on, um, on Reddit, I think his username is Kevander Holyfield. Um, but I'm not sure. Let me know. You can find him on Twitter at Kev underscore Kwiatkowski. You can find my co-host on Twitter at Mr. Mojo Rising 89. He is tweeting about biting ears um, to stay on theme. Um, you can find me. I, I have my personal account, Diamonds Esquire. I'm usually the guy behind the main account at TLSTDS. Um, we're going to get our Instagram up and running just as soon as BJ Callahan uh, becomes an offensive coach uh, with tactics beyond get the ball to Gio Reyna. Um Thank you to our sponsors, Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever Blue Air Sites put in, um, bird dogs, I guess. Um, please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell David Ochoa. He might be having lunch next to you. You wouldn't know, um, but he might be. He, I'm not David Ochoa, but but he can be. <laughs> I, I, I'm not either. That's, uh, so that's, that's cool. two. Um, but uh, as always, dear listener, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thank you so much, and we will see you next time. Podcast Network.